Coming up on Locked on Dodgers. The Dodgers need outfielders. There are a lot of outfielders available on the trade market or free agency. We're going to look at some of those names who are available, some of the pros and cons, and then we'll try to come to a decision of who we think the Dodgers should go after. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My normal co-host is Vince Samperio, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And uh, get started, we will. I want to wish all of you, I hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving, excuse me, Thanksgiving day. Uh, had a great time here at my house. It was just uh, just my wife and our three kids and me. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We originally planned to have more extended family over, but uh, one of my sons and my wife both feeling a little bit under the weather this week. And so rather than spread that to uh, aging grandparents and whatnot, we, we just had kept it small, just our family, still did the full feast. We talked yesterday, uh, Vince and I talked about some of the favorite Thanksgiving foods. The mac and cheese was on point this year. Everything, everything turned out great. Uh, we did light one fire accidentally. Uh, the, the marshmallows on top of the, the sweet potatoes weren't brown enough, uh, after taking them out of the oven. So we popped it back in on broil and then proceeded to forget about them. And so, uh, the, the marshmallows got flambéed a little bit, uh, set off the smoke detector, but no permanent damage. And we knew where the fire blanket was, ended up not needing it. My son got the fire blown out before my other son could get to the fire blanket, but we had it if we had needed it. And all in all, it was an awesome Thanksgiving. So I hope you had just as awesome of a Thanksgiving. Uh, today's episode, you know, there, there's no news. Nothing happens on Thanksgiving. Uh, not since, uh, probably since the Red Sox signed Kurt Schilling has anything happened on Thanksgiving uh, in baseball news. But uh, we did get a not quite a question, more of a request from a listener through text message. Jason and Fontana asked us to uh, to dig into to the possibilities for who the Dodgers might go after for outfielders. And we've talked about some of these at different times, but, uh, but I thought it would be a good idea at Jason's request to just kind of go through almost everybody who is a possibility. And, and you know, there's, there's so many more names than what I'm going to talk about because there are literally dozens of guys available right now. And uh, I'm only going to talk about, I'll probably say the names of maybe two dozen of them or so. Uh, and there's probably another three dozen available, um, but not realistically. And so we'll talk, uh, I'm going to talk first about free agency, who's actually on the free agent market. Those guys, the only cost to get them is money. And then there's guys who are on the trade market who uh, you'd have to trade prospects for or, you know, wh whatever the other team's looking for. Uh, plus pay their salary. Some of them are available because they're making too much money, which means the prospect hall is less, but the 
you know, you, you, then you're paying them money and others are available, uh, hoping to, their teams are hoping to get a lot of prospects for them. So a lot of different options there. So we're going to do that. And then I'm going to try to talk about who I think the Dodgers actually should or could go. So I don't know if we'll be exactly split up in those, the three segments of the show across those three lines, but let's jump in and see how it goes. Let's talk for agency first. There are a, a handful of of a lot of outfielders on the free agent market, a handful of guys who actually might be reasonable fits. Um, one, one who's really interesting and who maybe spurred this question is Jung Hoo Lee, who's being posted by his KBO team in Korea uh, soon. And so he will be available maybe as soon as next week to start negotiating with teams. And Lee is a very interesting, interesting option because he is a guy who doesn't have much power at all. His his best power season in Korea, he hit 23 home runs in basically a full season, 142 games. Uh, he does hit a lot of doubles. He also had 36 doubles and and 10 triples that year. So, you know, very productive uh, that year. That was in 2022. This past year, he took a big dip. He only played about half as many games and uh, only had six home runs. His, his slugging percentage dropped from 575 down to 455. And his season ended early because of an injury. I think it was an ankle injury that has been surgically repaired. And uh, that shouldn't be an issue going forward. Um, but a, a lot of the question with Lee is he's a center fielder. Um, but there is question about whether his defense is actually good enough to be a center fielder. And if he moves to a corner, he doesn't have the power that you typically look for in a left fielder or a right fielder. Uh, and so, you know, th that that's where the question marks come in. But one thing I really like about Lee is he puts the bat on the ball. He, he strikes out in his, his Korean career, uh, seven seasons, starting when he was 18 years old. So he's been well younger than league average the entire time that he's been playing in Korea. And he has uh, 304 strikeouts in seven seasons in uh, 3,947 plate appearances. So that's like a, what, 7%, 7 or 8% strikeout rate, outstanding, uh, and 383 walks. So he has good command of the strike zone, uh, walks more than he strikes out. I think every year of his career, he has walked more than, no, his, his first two years, he struck out more than he walked. But since then, since he at age 20, uh, he's, he's walked more than he's struck out every season. And so he is definitely an intriguing option. The question will be, do the Dodgers and other teams think that he can stick in center field or are they okay with having a corner outfielder without a ton of power? And we've got a guy like Lourdes Gurriel Jr. who is uh, has a lot going for him. Um, I, I'm torn on Gurriel because I think he's a good hitter. I don't know. He, he's 30 years old now. I'm not sure what he's going to be looking for in free agency. He's an option. Uh, other free agent guys like Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham are both on the free agent market uh, as corner outfielders. It would be funny to sign both Jock and Tommy Pham, uh, make them make up like they did to Matt Kemp and Yasiel Puig back in 2018. Um, you know, I, I don't think Jock is coming back. I don't think Jock is an outfielder at this point. Um, we're going to talk about some defensively challenged outfielders and uh, Jock is worse than all of them. Uh, and so uh, Tommy Pham, We've talked about Fam. I don't know that he's a fit. I think if he was a fit, he'd already be on the team since he wanted to come to the Dodgers last year. So it seems like the Dodgers don't see him as a fit. Uh, then, you know, center fielders, you got Cody Bellinger, Kevin Kiermaier, Michael A. Taylor. All three of those guys are very, very good defensively. 
Bellinger, obviously, when he's right, is an excellent hitter, one of the best hitters in baseball, but there's no telling what he's going to be. And for the contract that Bellinger's looking for, as much as I would love to have Belly back, it doesn't seem like the Dodgers are going to be the team to give him what he's looking for on the free agent market. Kiermaier and Taylor, both offensively challenged, uh, great defensive center fielders, and they both provide value still, um, but not a ton of value. Like both of them have have uh, scored 3.2 WAR combined over the last two seasons, so 1.6 per year. That's that's not great. It's it's uh, I don't think that's what the Dodgers are looking for. Uh, and then back to corner outfielders, you know, the, uh, a lot of this list comes from the way that uh, MLB.com has them listed out. So I did left fielders first and center fielders. Now, right fielders, you got Adam Duvall, uh, Harrison Bader, Teoscar Hernandez, Hunter Renfro. And so, you know, all of those guys, like you could make a case for any of those guys. Um, Bader, I think, is more of a uh, – where did I – Oh, maybe he was. Oh, no, he was already in the center fielder. Yeah, he's more of a center fielder, but uh, some of these other guys, I don't think Adam Duvall is a center fielder type. He's a corner guy. A lot of power, you know, not really, just not a great player. And, and that's that's the kind of the running theme here. Teoscar Hernandez is maybe the best of this bunch. Uh, and even he, we talked about, he struck out over 200 times last year. He is a hit or miss kind of guy and not great defensively. And so, you know, when we look at free agents, and then there's the two guys from the Dodgers, Jason Hayward and David Peralta. You know, maybe they they think that whatever surgery Peralta had is going to fix his issues. Uh, Jason Hayward, you know, depends on what he's looking for. The Dodgers only had to pay him league minimum this last year, but he made a lot of money, and I assume he's going to want to make a lot more than league minimum this next year. And whoever signs him will be on the hook for all that. So the value that Hayward provided to the Dodgers in 2023 isn't really a possibility in 2024 because he will be making more money from whatever team signs him, but he's a possibility. That's kind of the the names. There's a lot of other free agent outfielders, but like you get down to the Cole Calhoun territory, Tyler Naquin, Billy Hamilton, uh, you know, guys like that. Uh, Kyle Lewis, he's one who's maybe a little intriguing based on his potential. A lot of free agents out there. Those are the big names though. I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about uh, who might be available on the trade market. And then in the last segment, we'll kind of dig into all of this and say, okay, well, what's the answer? Who should they go after? So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money, money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. All you got to do is correctly guess who's going to win a game. If you had bet on Thursday uh, watching your, your Thanksgiving games, maybe you had a feeling the Packers are going to upset the Lions. You bet five bucks on that, boom, you get $150 in bonus bets when they won. If you had done that, you probably could have bet a little bit more and actually made some actual money on the bet too. But, uh, you know, so easy to do. Just pick a winner for one game, bet at least five bucks. You're getting $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, I'm back. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers, those of you who are with us every weekday morning. It means a lot to us. If you're not an everydayer, 
just watch or listen every weekday morning. And then you are, I saw somebody in the YouTube comments say he's not an everyday, but he's been watching five times, five days a week for the last four years, dude, that's an everyday or you, you're more of an everyday than I am. Uh, so thank you for that. We love our everydayers. Want to remind you to check out Sirius XM and the SXM app for all your baseball needs on MLB network radio this off season. And for all your Christmas music needs, Uh, There's a lot on the radio already, a lot that are available on the SXM app and will be available on the radio, you know, starting in December. So a lot of fun stuff there. And we want to remind you that Locked On has launched two new channels, uh, 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube. One is Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. There's also Locked On Sports Los Angeles, which is the same thing, 24-7 streaming, but focused specifically on Los Angeles sports. So you'll see this show, all the other LA teams, plus our national shows. So check out either of those on YouTube, searching for Locked On Sports Today or Locked On Sports Los Angeles uh, to subscribe to these first ever 24-7 sports streaming channels. With that said, let's talk about uh, trade market for outfielders. There's actually a reasonable trade market. And we've talked about some of these guys, um, but just, I'm going to go through some of these names of guys who are rumored to at least be potentially available in a trade. And again, as I said at the beginning of the show, the reasons they're available can vary. Sometimes it's because they're going to make too much money. So that's one thing to factor in. Sometimes it's because they're not playing well or they the teams have better options. So all sorts of different considerations go into these guys. Um, but, you know, for the Cardinals, you got Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. Both guys have their pros and cons. Dylan Carlson was a top prospect and still, still is young. And so he could be an option to buy low on because he has struggled the last two years. Tyler O'Neill is, you know, one of the greatest physical specimens in baseball uh, and has a ton of tools. He, he's one of those guys who you watch him play and it's like, well, there's a great athlete who who's playing baseball. He's not so much a, a great baseball player, but there's potential there, uh, but he has also struggled this last year. Both those guys could be available. Max Kepler struggled to stay healthy with the Twins, but he is—he's a guy who the Twins seem likely to trade. They're trying to cut payroll. He's going to be making a little bit more in arbitration than they're looking to pay, and so Kepler could be a guy that uh, that the Dodgers could go after. You know, the the Twins are likely to to trade him, and so we'll put it that way. And then you've got. Uh, Alex Verdugo is a really interesting possibility just because, you know, Verdugo obviously was a Dodger, went to the Red Sox in the Mookie Betts trade. He is also another guy who is going to be making a little bit in arbitration this year. And they have other outfielders. uh, They have several left-handed outfielders already. And so, you know, it could be a case of trade the one that that makes the most money and, you know, go after a right-hander just to get a little bit more balance in their lineup. Verdugo, I don't hate that idea at all. Uh, he's another guy like we talked about with with Jung Hu Lee. Like Verdugo doesn't necessarily have the typical power of a corner outfielder, but he's got a great arm and he, he hits doubles. He hits well. He's a good hitter, and so I don't think he necessarily needs to hit a ton of home runs in order to be successful as a right fielder. And you know, obviously the Dodgers have Mookie Betts, but the, a lot of this uh, when we talk about outfielders, a lot of it would include Mookie uh, moving to second base either full-time or most of the time. And so Verdugo would make sense there. Eloy Jimenez uh, from the White Sox, 
is is a guy who is on several basically every list of guys who are available in trade some lists have him as a dh because Eloy jimenez is a bad defensive outfielder uh he is like jock peterson bad and uh you know you throw it in i i put jimenez on this list because he is a guy who's gonna be in the trade market i don't see Eloy jimenez being a fit for the dodgers at all uh between his his offensive uh what's the word inconsistency and his defensive terribleness. Uh, yeah. I don't see Eloy Jimenez coming over couple interesting names from uh, two uh, Baltimore slash DC area teams um, who guys who might be on the trademark for different reasons. Anthony Santander from the, the Orioles and Lane Thomas from the nationals. Thomas is a guy who he only he has two years of team control left. He's unlikely to still be on the Nats when they have their next good team. And so he is coming off a great season and might make a lot of sense for, for them to look to trade him. Uh, Santander is kind of the opposite. He is coming off a great season for a good team, uh, but they have just so many young guys who might be available or like young outfielders who are likely to get playing time. And so you look at those guys and it's like, well, Santander might be might be uh, disposable because they have Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, Colton Kowser, Heston Kirstad, all four of those guys who are looking at getting regular playing time in the outfield. And Santander might be the guy who, because he's going to make uh, you know about twelve million bucks in arbitration, probably. Well, maybe the Orioles would r- rather have somebody else pay that twelve million dollars. So both of those guys, Santander and Thomas, I don't mind either of those ideas at all. Uh, even though they're on the market for different reasons. And then we get into guys who are unlikely to be traded. And, you know, I'll save the two who are uh, unlikely to be traded specifically to the Dodgers for the end. Um, But then you've got like Nick Castellanos uh, is an interesting name that shows up on some of these lists. He is due to make $20 $20 million a year for the next, uh, what is it, three years, I think. And so... Yeah, three more years at $20 million a year. Not bad money for his offensive production. The problem is he is bad, bad, bad defensively. He We see him make plays in the postseason, and he'll make diving plays. And one thing that's kind of interesting is he does make a lot of diving plays, but he just has terrible range. And I think a lot of his diving plays are plays that most guys wouldn't have to, to dive for. Castellanos is a DH pretending to be an outfielder. Uh, there's a reason that I used to get Nick Castellanos and JD Martinez mixed up. They are the same defensive profile. They are DHs who have played outfield at times. So Castellanos uh, doesn't make sense to me as an outfielder. If if the Dodgers whiffed on Shohei Otani and JD Martinez and we're looking for a DH, I don't hate that idea for Castellanos, but outfielder, no thanks. Uh, Randy Rosarena is a guy who the, the Rays, you know, what the Rays do is they trade guys when they start making money. That's what the Rays do. It's what they've always done. And a Rosarena is likely to be one of those guys. And they do have a lot of outfield options. So a Rose, Rosarena could be traded. Uh, he is obviously a big star. He is maybe not as good as, uh, I don't know how to put this. Uh, he's more popular than he is good, but he's very good too. Uh, he, you know, he's got a 126 career OPS plus he's got, you know, he's not terrible defensively. He's not great defensively, but he's not terrible as a left fielder. 
Like you, you could do a lot worse than, than Randy Rosarena in the outfield. Uh, he's fast. He's got power. You know, there's a lot to like about a Rosarena, uh, depending on what the ask was. I think the Rays would be looking to get more of a haul for him than they could get from the Dodgers or that I would want the Dodgers giving him. Then another guy is Luis Robert Jr. And he is very intriguing to me. Uh, he's probably unlikely to be traded um, because he is all the reasons that a team would want to trade for him are the same reasons that the White Sox might, might not want to trade him. He's under a very team friendly contract. He's got uh, four years of team control left at a total of uh, like, for the, the 67 million bucks because it's yeah 12 and a half million next year 15 million in 2025 and then 20 million dollar team options each of the next two years after that so a lot of team control for a very good hitter uh he he has a career ops plus of 124 a lot of power um you know he, he gets there differently about the same ops plus as a rosarena but he gets to it differently his is more power uh, he also strikes out a lot uh, and so, you know, they're, they're seeing, but he's also an elite defensive center fielder and there's value there for sure. Uh, so all the reasons that, you know, that the Dodgers or any other team might want Robert is why the White Sox are unlikely to trade him. And then you got the two guys who might be traded, but probably not to the Dodgers because they play for teams that don't like to trade to the Dodgers. That's Mike Trout and Juan Soto. Uh, we talked about Trout last week. Uh, you know, if, the angels were willing to trade him and it, to the Dodgers, it would have to be, you know, he's making 37 million bucks a year for the next 8,000 years or whatever it is. So there would have to be some money exchanging hands. And I don't know that the angels would want to pay money to watch Mike Trout play for the actual LA team. And then Juan Soto is on the Padres and the Padres seem very unlikely to want to trade a superstar to the Dodgers. Uh, Soto is another guy who is not good defensively but he is so good offensively. Like I would take Soto in a heartbeat. Uh, he's in his last year of arbitration. Then he goes to free agency. The haul for him wouldn't be as much as what the Padres had to give up to get him originally because he only has one year left instead of three, three and a half years left like he did when the Padres got him. So there's so much to like about Juan Soto, even with his, his you know hiccups uh, defensively. Offensively, he's just such a superstar. I'd love to have Juan Soto on the team, uh, but it's hard to see the Padres trading him to the Dodgers. So that's a lot of the guys who are maybe available on the trade market. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to kind of try to figure out who I like out of these guys and who I think the Dodgers should go after. So thanks again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. Hey, I'm back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, especially our everydayers. I want to remind you about the two 24-7 YouTube channels that Locked On has. You have Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, both 24-7 streaming channels that you can find on YouTube to get your sports fix all the time. And remind you to check out SiriusXM and the SXM app for all your baseball and Christmas music needs. And uh, so we've gone through, let's see, how many names have I said here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 24, 25, at least 25 names I've thrown out there. Dodgers don't need 25 outfielders. They need at least one. They might need two, depending on what they want to do with Mookie Betts, you know, like, they, and they don't necessarily have to be superstars. Uh, you know, they role players fit a role. It, it's hard to know what, what direction they're going to go. 
But because of the flexibility, you know, you got Mookie, who is the right fielder, or he could play second base. You got James Outman, who is a center fielder, but he can bounce to a corner if he needs to. There's flexibility as far as who they go after. So I think that's going to be just the best players available. And I start thinking about, you know, we've talked about the Dodgers talking to the White Sox about Dylan Cease, talking to the Rays about, about uh, Tyler Glass now. Uh, different trades like that, well, maybe it becomes a Dylan Cease and Luis Robert or, or a – Tyler Glasnow and Randy Rosarena kind of deal. Uh, you know, may, maybe that's an option. There's, there's teams that uh, if they were going the trade market, you know, the, the Cardinals are looking to bolster their pitching, even though they signed two free agent pitchers last week, they t- signed two of the worst available free agent pitchers. And so there's still some of that. So, uh, you know, a guy like Tyler O'Neill or, or Dylan Carlson, while on their own, they're not going to bring much value, but you know, uh, a guy who, you know, I'm just throwing this out, a, a Michael Grove type who would be an upgrade for the Cardinals in their starting rotation, probably doesn't have a huge role for the Dodgers, especially if they sign a couple starting pitchers this offseason. You know, Michael Grove for Dylan Carlson could be a, an interesting idea for a trade. Or you look at, uh, you know, if they went something bigger, somebody who's maybe, you know, a Nolan Arenado type of trade uh, along with an outfielder. Well, then you start getting more of the Dodgers prospects, you know. So a lot of these guys on the trade market, it might make more sense if it was more of a bundled trade. Um, I I would love to see Juan Soto come to the Dodgers or Mike Trout. Uh, Maybe I'd probably rather see, I don't know. I like Trout more. I think Soto is better at this point, but also has less team control. So there's pros and cons to both. Uh, But since neither is likely to be traded to the Dodgers, maybe it doesn't matter which one I'd rather have. Looking at the free agent market, honestly, the only guys who realistically could come to the Dodgers and appeal to me, I don't hate the idea of having Jason Hayward back. I like Jung Hu Lee. I don't hate Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Um, I don't think Bellinger is realistic. And Kiermaier and Taylor both would, under the right circumstances, you know, going with an elite defensive center fielder, I think you'd have to like if they got Juan Soto, so you've got like so much offense coming from, from left field, maybe you could afford to go with a lesser offensive center fielder, maybe. Um, and then, you know, that puts, pushes James Outman to right field, you know, something like that. But it's, uh, you know, so I don't hate those ideas. A lot of it though, it, it feels to me like it's going to come down to trades and, and there's probably other guys who aren't even necessarily on the trade market, but if the Dodgers are, you know, looking at a trade, um, you know, look, looking at the Brewers, we've talked about Christian Yelich in the past. Yelich isn't necessarily on the trade market, but if the Dodgers were doing a Corbin Burns trade and you know, they wanted to work in Christian Yelich, I don't hate that idea. Like we've talked about before, uh, it would depend on what the Dodgers think is the real Christian Yelich at this point and you know, how much it's going to cost them money wise and prospect wise. But it seems to me like whatever big hole they fill uh, it's probably going to be through the trade market and probably, or at least possibly bundled with a pitcher or another area of need like that. Uh, and then maybe they fill holes from the free agent market with some of these lesser guys. I like the idea of Verdugo coming back. Uh, you know, I'll, a lot of these trade guys, I like when you go down the list, I think Dylan Carlson has some, some potential Carlson, Verdugo, Santander, Lane, Thomas, Trout, Soto, Robert, Rosarena, uh, Yelich. I don't mind any of those ideas. And, and really it comes down to 
what are the trades that are to be made? Because Dodgers do have a very deep farm system and more prospects than they could shake a stick at, more than they're ever going to have major league roster spots for. They do need to make some trades. And we've been saying that for a while now. I expected them to be more active at this last trading deadline because of all the, the prospects that they have. They And they tried to be, you know, but it, you can only trade for who you can trade for. So, uh, you know, so I do expect them to be active on the trade market this offseason. And I think that's where they're going to find the the outfielders just because this free agent market is somewhat uninspiring. Uh, even Jung-Hoo Lee, maybe the best one on the market. Uh, I don't know that he's a fit with the Dodgers uh, just for what they're needing. So I think he's going to come in and trade and hopefully it'll be one of maybe the Padres surprise us. And you know what? The Dodgers, if they offer the best package, take the package and, you know, get Soto's uh, payroll salary off your payroll. It would be a hard pill to swallow for Padres fans. I think to, to see Soto traded to the Dodgers uh, last big trade I can think of between the Dodgers and Padres was Yasmani Grandal for Matt Kemp. That was the rivalry wasn't strong at that point. Uh, Padres fans didn't care much, and Dodger fans were barely aware that the Padres existed. Uh, and, and both of those things have changed. It's still not quite the the top rivalry, but you know there's definitely some animosity there. And so I don't know that Padres ownership would. Uh, be able to get away with trading Soto to the Dodgers. So, uh, you know, we, we'll see. Uh, Juan Soto would be my top choice of all of these um, because, you know, like Vince and I talked about the other day, uh, the Dodgers have this window and, and the Dodgers are a windowless team. Their whole thing is that they keep this window open forever because they keep regenerating prospects, regenerating the team, and they have money to spend on free agents. But right now the current, uh, specific window for Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman has four years left on it. And, you know, uh, 2024 could be a year that Juan Soto could help put them over the top, especially if they make other big signings and and whatever. So I want Juan Soto. Uh, I don't think it's realistic, but I don't necessarily think it's out of the question. Uh, who knows what the Padres want to do and so much uncertainty there. Uh, because of the, you know, the death of their owner, uh, which is awful. Um, you know, it, it's new management. They want to cut their payroll, you know, so many different ways they could go that we just can't really guess. And so we'll just have to wait and see, but uh, Juan Soto would be my first, my first choice, Mike Trout and Luis Robert close second and third Lane Thomas. I love that idea. Those kind of trades. So that's my thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think the Dodgers could and should and will do in the outfield. Uh, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. Uh, remember to check out SiriusXM and the SXM app for all your baseball and Christmas music needs. Remember to check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, uh, both 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube for all your sports fix. Uh, a lot of great content there, including this podcast on Locked On Sports Los Angeles. Uh, what else? You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since ninety one. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and both of our DMs are open over there. You can email us LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail or a text message, just like Jason sent us a text message that spurred this episode at three two three eight six three Lock five six two five. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us when you get in your car or sit on your couch. Tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. 
And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you on Monday.